This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And tonight, the question remains, where is Dulce? It is one of the biggest mysteries in recent years. Is there anything you'd like your daughter to know, wherever she is? Yeah, we miss her. We're not going to give up on finding her. And we want her to come back. You're listening to Truly Criminal, the home of true crime. To see the video version of this case, including the footage and photos, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Truly Criminal. is 19-year-old Noema Alavez-Perez. Her five-year-old daughter Dulce has vanished from a park. As police quickly descended on the scene, it would set in motion an investigation into one of the most baffling missing child cases. Dulce Maria Alavez had been born in April 2014. Her mother Noema was very young when she was born, just 14 years old, so Dulce would be looked after by Noema's mother Norma, who would eventually become Dulce's legal guardian. She was part of a close family, but her father, Edgar Perez, would later be deported to Mexico in 2018. Her mother said Dulce had a spunky but sweet personality, always giving hugs and kisses. She was a loving child who adored the Disney film Frozen and pretending to be a princess. Noemma would go on to have another child, a little boy called Manny. Then, in 2019, she was pregnant with her third. On September 16, 2019, Noemma was waiting at her mother's house as her daughter and younger sister would get off the school bus at the same time. 
Dulce had only just started kindergarten and was settling into a new routine. When they got off the bus, Noemma, Dulce, Noemma's three-year-old son Manny and her younger sister decided to go to Bridgeton City Park. Before getting there, at around 4pm, they stopped in a gas station to get some ice cream. CCTV showed the family in the store. Dulce was seen wearing white trousers with butterflies and flowers on them, white sandals, and a yellow shirt with a koala on it. They then drove five minutes to Bridgeton City Park. After pulling into a parking space beside the basketball courts, Dulce and Manny got out and ran over towards the playground to go on the swings, roughly 30 yards away. Noemma, who was five months pregnant, would normally take the family dog too and go to the playground with her children, but on this occasion she did not. She stayed in the car with her younger sister who was doing her homework and scratched a lottery ticket. Although they could see the park, the swings were obscured by a hill. The facts as to exactly what happened next is unclear, as it was reported that at around 4.20pm, Manny ran back to the car without his sister. But Noemma would later say he had not ran back to the car. She said they could no longer see Manny or Dulce from the vehicle, so she and her younger sister got out of the car and went to go and look. She said they had found Manny crying with his ice cream on the floor. She asked him where his sister was, and he pointed to the buildings by the park. Initially believing she was playing hide-and-seek, Noemma went looking, but there was no sign of her daughter. Before calling 911, Noemma called her brother who lived close by, and asked him to come out with the dog to see if they could find her, but there was still no sign of Dulce. She asked the children on the basketball courts if they had seen her, and she said that one of them had told her they had seen Dulce running towards the buildings and an African-American man walking near the buildings at that time. This differed from what another girl at the basketball courts had said. She said she had seen what appeared to be a red van and a Hispanic man nearby. Noemma said that she had seen two children in the park alongside the children who were playing basketball. I saw two kids the same age as my daughter and son coming out. They were holding hands, but I didn't see no grown-up with them. They just went around the park, and then I saw the girls at the basketball court, and that's it. She then called the police. Okay. Hi, ma'am. Stay in line. I'm going to turn you over to the police, okay? Hello, ma'am. Hello. Hi, did you see which direction your child went? No, um, we were in the car. She she came down with my son. They were running to the park, and then me and my sister, we came down. But when, when, when we got here at the park, she wasn't here. They, they said that my son was just crying with his ice cream. Because uh, somebody um, threw his ice cream in the floor, and my daughter just ran away. All right. You didn't see anyone else around there that she could possibly have went with? No, not not that I know of. There's just some other people that they're here that said that they saw her running, running through um through some houses in the back. And they they said that they saw two per they saw two men. They saw a black guy and they saw so who's, who's, a Mexican who's, who's man saying, with who's two kids. They, who's saying that they saw them? 
But there's people here in the basketball court that they saw her. They said that they saw her running. What color top does she have on? Um, I don't remember. Are you at the basketball court? Yes, I'm right here right now. And do you have your son with you, or is your son? No, I have my son with me. They say um, he was crying when we found him. He was just standing there crying. Oh, he was standing there crying. So who? You said that the black males took his ice cream? No, they um they threw it in the floor. They so had the, threw the, it in the floor. So the two males took his took his ice cream and threw it on the floor, and then they left with your daughter. Probably because I didn't saw it. When we okay. came and looked for her, we were looking everywhere for she her. She said and we that couldn't her find son it. was at the basketball court with her daughter. That there was two black males that took her son's ice cream and threw it on the ground and left with her daughter. Are you on Mayor Aiken? Um, I already have an officer here. Okay. All right, we'll speak with the police, ma'am, okay? Within minutes, the police had arrived on scene. Dog handlers were also there to assist in the search with bloodhounds, and they scoured through the park and wooded areas, hoping that maybe the little girl had just wandered off or become lost. The task in front of them was huge. Bridgeton City Park sits on roughly 1,000 acres of land in Cumberland County and was just behind Bridgeton High School. In the time frame of Dulce's disappearance, Bridgeton Police Chief Michael Gamari Sr. said that around 400 vehicles had been close to or around the park during that time. There were no CCTV cameras in the playground but the police chief said other videos had confirmed she was in the park. As it had been around 45 minutes from her going missing to the police being called, he said the scope of the investigation had widened. The FBI Child Abduction Division were also brought on board to assist local law enforcement in the investigation. The community response was huge. Volunteers from the local community used their knowledge of the area to assist in the search for the missing child. The park had not been immediately closed off, and the locals soon descended to try and help. If she had been abducted, and the abductor had walked to the playground to get her, there was a possibility of footprints being left. But when people began arriving at the park to look for her, any potential footprints could have been compromised or destroyed, as would any potential tyre tracks. The following day, September 17th, the police described a van they were looking for, a red vehicle with sliding doors and tinted windows. The description of the van had come from a child, meaning there was a potential for the description to not be accurate. It had now been roughly 28 hours since Dulce had last been seen, and at 10pm that night, an Amber Alert was issued. An Amber Alert is issued when a child is suspected to have been abducted. It circulates a name and description of the child in question, and any details about the potential abductor. Breaking news from South Jersey, the disappearance of five-year-old Dulce is now a crime investigation of utmost urgency. Action News reporter Dan Quayer is live at Bridgeton Police. Dan, what are you learning there? Well, Jim, it is something that everyone had feared. Within the last hour, the New Jersey State Police issued an Amber Alert saying they now have reason to believe the five-year-old was abducted based on information they have received. 
Complete strangers from the area are consumed by the long, agonizing search for the child. I feel as if it were my own family because we all have children and we don't want anything like this to happen. It's something really ugly. This makes me sick. My stomach's in knots right now, and I'm just praying for the safe return of this child. Coming true for a mother in South Jersey after her daughter disappears from a park. And police have now issued an Amber Alert for five-year-old Dulce Maria Alaves. Police tell Eyewitness News that this Amber Alert was issued yesterday, late in the evening, after investigators interviewed and re-interviewed a number of people who were out here at this Bridgeton Park on Monday afternoon around the time that this child disappeared. And now they do believe the little girl was abducted, taken by a man in a red van. We do have a description of that suspect. But first, Eyewitness News was also able to speak with this child's mother, who is pleading for her daughter's safe return. Take a listen. I just want to find her. I want to find her that she's okay. Nothing bad's happened to her. Investigators say the suspect lured Dulce away from the playground and into his red van. They say Dulce was seated in the back seat and then driven away. Her disappearance, of course, has sparked an all-out search two days and two nights. And now into the third day, this community is doing its part to help, too. Former FBI Special Agent J.J. Claver said it would have been better to have the Amber Alert go out within hours of Dulce going missing, and not the following day. As the park was popular with people, and was a place where people would go jogging and work out, the FBI believed that her abductor was likely familiar with the area, and knew it well enough to avoid being seen. FBI Special Agent Daniel Garabant said, The person that did this likely lived in Bridgeton been familiar with Bridgeton or had a reason to be where they were in that park. He added, We believe there are witnesses out there who saw the abductor, who saw the vehicle in the area of the park, and either haven't come forward because they're afraid to come forward, or haven't come forward because they don't realise how important the information is that they have. One problem faced by detectives straight away was the amount of rumours circulating on social media. And there are plenty of rumours swirling around on social media, many of which have gotten back to the little girl's pained family members. We spoke to Dulce's aunt, Nayber Alaves, who says the family is not only struggling to stay strong while they search, she feels the need to defend her sister, Dulce's mom. There's things going on social they're saying that she had to do something with it. Like, I, I think they're not cops for them to say things like that. They can't judge other people. Police say they've been in constant contact with Dulce's mother, Noema, and will conduct follow-up interviews with more family members. But they're also reading those online posts as well. Everything plays a role in it. Every comment is investigated. And of course, police continue their investigation to find this five-year-old little girl. The Alaves family also doing their part. They are pulling their money together tonight to hopefully offer a reward for any information that may lead to Dulce's safe return. We're live in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Maggie Kent, Channel 6. Various online groups were started to circulate news and information about her case. People would join searches and go live on Facebook to bring awareness to the search efforts. 
On September 18th, a vigil was held as the community came together to try and help. As day turned to dusk in Bridgeton, hundreds from the community gathered in a show of support in the search for Dulce Maria Alaves. A lot of people say candlelights are for the dead, but they're not. Family, including Dulce's mother, law enforcement, and complete strangers in yellow. The color of the shirt Dulce was last seen wearing in the park where she was last seen five days ago. Dulce's uncle speaking with Action News after the vigil. At home, there is an emptiness since she hasn't come back, he said. Since he doesn't speak English, we've translated his plea to the community. She hasn't hurt anyone. She's only an innocent child who likes to have fun and play games. We don't know why she's disappeared, he said. Dulce's grandmother also sharing a few words through tears. I beg you. If you know something, please call police, because the truth is, the people that have the little girl don't know what you're causing us. I don't understand what's going on, she told me. When we asked her how Dulce's mother is doing, she stopped answering questions. I can't speak. I'm sorry, she said. The hope is that Dulce will be found soon. Fight. Fight your way home. We want her, a little girl, to return home safe and sound. Please, please, her uncle said. And what you're seeing are some of the candles left over from tonight's vigil. Many members of this community, again, praying for her safe return home. An Amber Alert does remain in effect. Now, we should note that Dulce's mother did not speak at tonight's vigil. She was escorted by law enforcement. And a reward for information leading to Dulce's return has grown to $35,000. Within the first few days of the search, dive teams were deployed to search the various bodies of water around the area. The search was expanded on land and from the air to try and generate any new leads. Bloodhounds were being used to try and find any scent of her. They were able to pick something up for roughly an hour before they lost the scent. The search for five-year-old Dulce Alaves intensified Saturday as three witnesses emerged from vehicles, one after another, two females and a young boy. Investigators returned with them to the spot where the little girl was last seen alive. Dulce's three-year-old brother Manny, who had most likely witnessed whatever had happened, did not speak very much. The FBI had taken him back there in an attempt to find out exactly what it was he had seen. But this went nowhere. Police said again that Dulce's family were being very cooperative with the investigation efforts, and her grandmother was out putting flyers up. More than 300 officers were drafted in for the search, and sex offenders in the area were also tracked down to account for their whereabouts too. More than 500 vehicles had been checked, and more than 200 locations had also been searched. Rumours began to circulate that Dulce's mother had been arrested, but this was false. And at a press conference, the police chief spoke about the need to stick to the facts. I do want to say I, I saw it was uh, some of you sent me information and it was discovered that it had been reported that there was an arrest made, that the, uh, um, the victim's mother was arrested. That's totally erroneous. Um, in fact, that in and of itself is being investigated as well. Um, I'd like to caution you on, on jumping to conclusions or publishing anything. I think myself and, and the prosecutor have been pretty open, even when you text about 
providing as much information as we can. We do not have any strong suspects at this time, and we're doing a lot of interviews. I'd say, Rufford, as of this morning, probably 70, 75 interviews done. Those in the community were living in fear that this could happen again. One resident said, Everybody is worried about their own family. It's pretty scary. And another said, It's not the same aside from being here. We are with our kids, but at all times we are looking to make sure they don't get away from us, or looking to see if we see anything strange. It had now been a week, and police issued an appeal for anyone who was in the park that day and who may have taken photos or videos to come forward, as they may have inadvertently caught something of significance. A big problem being faced by the authorities was that some in the community feared if they came forward with information, it could affect their immigration status. Bridgeton has a sizable population of undocumented immigrants. Investigators have made assurances no one coming forward with information will be asked about their immigration status. Still, some immigrants afraid to come forward. Kathia Ramirez works with migrants and she explains. They're afraid that um, somehow it's going to be a trap. Um, I mean, the police, uh, the police chief has stated that they're not in co- collaboration with ICE. They've expressed that, but it's really hard to to get that to get that into like people's minds, and it's it's a matter of trust. On Tuesday, the twenty fourth of September, the police announced that via telephone, they had successfully made contact with Dulce's father, who lived in Mexico hoping to see if he could shed any light on why his daughter would be abducted. Two weeks after her disappearance, Dulce's mother gave a press conference. Today marks two weeks since the monster that took my daughter. On that day, my life changed for the worst. I have not been the same ever since people are saying has something to do with it. This and saying bad things about me, please stop the rumors, please stop pointing fingers when you don't know and we don't know who took her. I want to thank the, thank the law inform, enforcement for searching and investigating all the media for covering my daughter case since day one. Also, everybody that has taken time out of their schedule to go out and look for her all the prayers for my family and I, we all greatly appreciate it, appreciate it all. I beg you all, please don't give up on my, on my dulce. Let's keep pushing to find her safe. Please continue to pass along her pictures on social media and passing out flyers. Don't be afraid or call any tips. If you were here in the park that day, please double check your phone for pictures and any, any little bit may help. How are you? Worried about my daughter. Can you share with us if you've reflected on what you might have done differently that Monday afternoon? How? What you might, would you have done anything differently that day? Um, I just don't be going out, out that much, so now I'm scared. I'm scared of going out now because of people saying things in boomers. What do you think happened to your daughter? I'm not sure. The subject of what her son Manny had seen when Dulce went missing also came up. 
could you share with us what your son said to you when he ran back to the car? He didn't run back to the car. He was just standing there, crying. And what did he say? He doesn't talk. He, do he doesn't talk? No. So he was crying? He was just crying. When I went up to him and I asked him, where's, where's your sister? He's just pointing behind the buildings, that's it, because he can't speak still. And did he still have his ice cream? No, his ice cream was already on the floor. And tell us about your daughter's ice cream. What did she get? Coconut, in a cup. In a cup? It was like a water ice coconut. And you said earlier they didn't find that? No, they didn't find the cup of the ice cream or either the spoon. Noemma was also asked about the rumours that had been circulating regarding the circumstances of her daughter's disappearance and how the finger had been pointed at her. Your response to how this community has pointed fingers at your family and suggests that you know what happened? Do you know what happened? No, I don't know what happened. And what do you say to the people who are making comments and are pulling your parenting into questioning? And well, they're just judging me because of what I did in my past. That doesn't mean that from my past I'm doing the same thing. Like I told them, since I found out I was pregnant, I got far away from my friends. I started spending more time with my kids. As my daughter always used to call me, saying that she always wanted to see me. When she she always used to FaceTime me or video call me on Messenger and tell me she wants to see me. Sometimes that night, like at eight or ten, she she's like, "Come and get me," or she will start crying, like, "Come and get me. I don't want to be here." Is there something in your past that you regret? No. Some people still continued to not buy what Noemma was saying. But she hit back at these claims. That really affected me when I saw all the comments saying I sold her, I killed her, that I know where she is. That really affected me. I've seen a lot of cases where mothers do that to their kids, but I love my daughter a lot and she knows that. Some questioned her apparently calm demeanour, but Noemma explained that she did not cry in front of people not even her parents. Noemma's phone was also taken away several times by the authorities so that they could check through it for any relevant information. By early October, the reward for information was standing at $40,000. Noemma and her mother gave an interview to NJ.com where Noemma said that the police had told her they weren't going to give up on her daughter's case. She also spoke about the impact that this had had on her son Manny, saying that he had changed since his sister had gone missing. She said he had become more aggressive with other children and stopped listening, adding that he wasn't like that before. She and her mother said they wanted people to continue to look for Dulce, with Norma even speaking about hiring a private detective, but they were unable to due to the money it would cost. Norma also said she wanted other states to join in the search for Dulce, but didn't know how to go about getting them involved. Noemma explained that she was trying her best to be strong for her children. Authorities had appeared to rule out the involvement of Dulce's father, Edgar, 
saying that the FBI had spoken to him. On October 15th, a police sketch was issued of someone they wanted to talk to. He was described and drawn as follows. A slender male, possibly Hispanic, standing at between 5 foot 6 and 5 foot 8, roughly 30 to 35 years old, with acne on his face. He was seen wearing a black shirt, orange sneakers, red trousers and a baseball cap. Police Chief Gamari said that some people who bore a resemblance to the sketch had been brought in and questioned, but were subsequently released. The public were asked to be aware of any people who maybe had failed to turn up for work in the days surrounding her going missing, or anybody who had changed their vehicle or appearance since then. Cumberland County Prosecutor Jennifer Webb McRae urged people to be aware of any sudden children in families, saying... If you know a family that didn't have a child, pops up with a child that's in the five, six years old range and that seems suspicious to you, then I'd ask you to contact our FBI or our tip line or Bridgeton Police and get us that information. The response from across the country had been huge. Police Chief Gamari said, The country is on alert. I can't even tell you that there's a state we haven't received a tip from. The case would reach an even larger audience when it was featured on the TV show Dr. Phil in December 2019. When Dr. Phil interviewed Noema, he asked her if she thought Dulce may have known whoever had taken her, but she said she was unsure. He continued to press her on who might be responsible. She then mentioned an old friend who had confronted her several times prior to her daughter going missing. She said, Last time he saw me, me and my daughter together, and he just waved at me and said hi, and he asked me if that was my daughter, and I said yes. She said that he had tried to date her several times, but she had rejected his advances. Noema would also tell Action News that the person in question was one of the last people to see her daughter, but she added that she did not suspect he was involved. She said she was only answering Dr. Phil's questions, and that was why she had mentioned him. She also said during the interview that she had taken a polygraph after being asked to by the police, but they hadn't given her the results of the test. Although her demeanour on the show did strike many as very calm, and maybe even a bit odd, Dr. Phil did note that her first language is Spanish, and when she made an appeal to her daughter in her native tongue, the emotion was much more apparent. She said in the interview that she felt like she had failed her daughter and that if she was found, she would apologise to her. Jackie Rodriguez had been the spokesperson for the family and although she no longer is, she appeared on the episode too and spoke about Noema. She said, She seems too calm. She knows that that child is okay. She's missing her but I think she knows that the child is okay. She also said that she hadn't known Noema before Dulce had disappeared, and that she had only seen her cry once. Dr. Phil said he would also be contributing to the reward, bringing the total to $75,000. Petitions to have cameras installed at the park had also garnered collectively nearly 2,000 signatures. 
This morning, I signed an executive order directing nearly all of our 9 million residents to quite simply stay at home. In March 2020, COVID-19 put a halt on normal investigative practices. There were no more face-to-face briefings, courts were shut, and travelling out of state was significantly harder. Several psychics came forward, with one saying they had communicated with Dulce and that she was buried in a shallow grave near her school. Former FBI Special Agent J.J. Claver said that whilst he couldn't speak for the police department, the FBI would not place any credibility on information that had been provided to them by a psychic. Alongside the thousands of tips that had come in, three cryptic letters had been found in Ohio. One at a library, one at an ice cream shop, and one at a racetrack and casino. An index card had been sent to the racetrack and casino, and a letter had been mailed to the library. Police in Austin Town had carried out searches, but these had turned up nothing. The handwriting appeared to have come from the same person. The letter sent to the library was two pages long, and made reference to Dulce and her mother's appearance on Dr. Phil. However, the information in the letter could all have been found with a simple Google search. The letter had a Cleveland postmark, but it could have been sent from the Austin Town area. The index card that was sent to the ice cream shop in Weatherfield Township, a few miles away from Austin Town, was found in the mailbox of the shop. It was postmarked from February 21st. The index card sent to the racetrack and casino gave details that were specific to Austin Town, which is close to the Pennsylvania border. It also did not have a postmark. Much of the writing was illegible, but according to a police report, part of it read, Look for Dulce Alaves, age 5. Kidnap from Bridgeton, New Jersey. Look website for story slash photos. Dr. Phil. 76 truck stop, dead end street. Entrance Woods. Please look. The return address was illegible, but the zip code was traced to Mexico, but the police didn't know if this was really where it had come from. Investigators searched an area of roughly 40 acres near to the racecourse, with cadaver dogs and infrared technology, after the letters said she could be in that area. But nothing was found. It was announced that the letters were going to be sent to the police in New Jersey so that more investigations could be carried out to determine who had written them. Police Chief Gamari said, We are investigating to see if we can determine what the source is, because if it doesn't come back as related, we want to know that. But he also emphasised that if these were part of a hoax, he wanted to see whoever had sent them prosecuted for distributing false information. The former family spokesperson, Jackie Rodriguez, said she had received a letter in March. It was random scribbles on bits of paper, with words like 1776, campground, and Mexico on them. One thing immediately stood out. No address had been assigned to the envelope. It had been sent in. Gamari said he still believed the community was withholding information from investigators. 
I can say that we still firmly believe that there are people in the public that have information that they are not sharing with us, he said. On the one-year anniversary of Dulce's disappearance, Noema gave an interview about her daughter's case. She said, It gives me bad memories because I wish I could go back to the time and come with her to the park and not leave her alone. Cumberland County Prosecutor Jennifer Webb McRae said that with the absence of evidence suggesting that Dulce had died, they were going to hold on to the hope that she was still alive. It was around this time that local law enforcement reached out again to Dulce's father, Edgar, after a video was posted to YouTube on Dulce's birthday. First, it is a question without an answer a year and a half later. Where is Dulce Alaves, the father of the missing South Jersey child, has released new video of her this Sunday. Today is her seventh birthday. Hello, everyone. My name is Edgar Perez. In his own words, the father of Dulce Maria Alaves with a message on his daughter's seventh birthday. I'm really, really sad and hurt. I don't know if I see my baby girl is okay. Perez, who was deported in late 2018 and unable to see his daughter in the months leading up to her disappearance, professing to those who questioned his relationship with Dulce Maria that he took care of her from when she was a little baby. I changed her diaper and did everything for her. And denying claims he has her or knows where she is. For those that think that I took my baby girl, let me tell you that I, I got nothing to do with it. Just like everyone, I want to know where she is. Two years after her disappearance, the community held a silent walk. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep on. I'm going to keep on going out there and searching. Family and friends gathering and holding on to hope that little Dulce will soon be found. Police released this age-progressed photo of Dulce. This rendering is what she may look like at seven years old. They're hoping this picture may generate leads. The community will be walking to the police station and lighting candles. We'd like to lay her way home. Hopefully it will spark somebody's memory. And somebody will come forward and say, yeah, we did see something that I think that's of value. It had now been three years since Dulce had disappeared. An age-progressed image of her by the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children was issued to the public. A vigil had also been planned at the park she had vanished from. The police chief says new tips are coming in about this case. They even received an anonymous tip just a few days ago. Bridgeton Police Chief Michael Gamari says about a dozen agencies are working on this case, but says there could still be people out there with information. Their information, no matter how small it may be, uh, it could be that piece that, of the puzzle that will help us uh, determine uh, what happened to her. Let's not let it stop here. Once we go home... Let's keep on sharing about her. Let's keep on talking about her and don't let her name die. Dulce's mother and grandmother shedding tears throughout the vigil. And no one can imagine the suffering. She's my whole world. We miss her a lot and we want her to be home. Organizers say they will be back here every year on the anniversary of Dulce's disappearance until she is found. Reporting from Bridgeton, New Jersey, I'm Jennifer Joyce, Fox 29 News. On what would have been her eighth birthday, people gathered to remember her.
The search for Dulce Maria Alaves continues. Detectives continue to carry out interviews and investigations in the United States and Mexico and follow all lines of inquiry. The family home still contains her favourite toys and dresses as they wait for her to come home. Her backpack remains where she left it, untouched, with her school papers from her last day at kindergarten inside. Her mother said, I have all of Dulce's dresses in safe keeping. We have not gotten rid of any of her clothes. We haven't given it away. Her dresses, her shoes, all of it. Her toys too. We don't let anyone touch her things. They're there for her. They also remain in the same home, hopeful that she will one day walk back through the door. If you have any information relating to the disappearance or whereabouts of Dulce Maria Alaves, you can contact the Bridgeton Police Department or the FBI. There is also a phone number for Spanish speakers to call with any information. You can also contact the New Jersey State Police Missing Persons Unit. For those of you that like to listen on the go, we now have our episodes in podcast form and you can now find this via the link in our description box or by searching Truly Criminal Podcast on your podcasting platforms.